kind of a rare occurrence these days. It's been getting bumped hockey. by Gopher Sports over and over. Stupid I, hockey. Stupid hockey. Wait, we love hockey. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I am Drew. That's my co-host, Schmitty. Hey, hey. We are uh, at Prize Brewing Company. Yeah, man. Yeah. You set this up. You, I did. I got a text like in the middle of the night last night. Hey, we're going to Prize Brewing Company. <laughs> it was, that was 6 p.m., Drew. You didn't, it was not. <laughs> Just because you do a morning show, I 6 saw p.m. It at 3. is not so the middle was, of the night. It was basically at 3. That's when I saw it, so that's when it came. Yeah, so, no, I was, uh, I was certainly not going to complain. I love this place. I love coming here. Fantastic beer. Uh, great uh, great little restaurant set up in there. Good food. Yeah. Yeah, the, the food. So, last time we we were here. Uh, they had our friends from Red Wagon Pizza here doing the food. They've got a new uh, food partner in here now, the uh, 7th Street Truck Park. So I've ordered what is... Which is good news for me because when I told my wife that I was coming to do the beer cast at Prize, she said, you better not get any of that pizza without me. <laughs> well, so she won't be disappointed. So I, I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a giant pretzel, which should be on its way soon. And I have, uh, I have pretty high expectations for something called a giant pretzel oh yeah so we'll we'll see just the, like size expectations I, like you yeah okay well what, what are we thinking here what do you what are the you know, lay out your expectations I, I, it better be at least as big as my hand yeah your hand's not that big uh, you know i'm just saying i have high expectations we have about nine guests on the show today so Wait, what? yeah pretty much Holy those moly. guys looking at you so we, we've got, uh, the show is set up. We've got, of course, Gabe here from Prize. He's going to tell us about the uh, the new stout. We've got Evan from um, Fair State. He's going to talk about their new beer. And we've got uh, some friends of the show from uh, a surprise brewery. I'll, I'll introduce them when it comes around. Uh, you don't know them yet, but this is going to be your first opportunity <laughs> to get to know this new brewery. So let's, uh, let's start the show off uh, talking about Fair State's latest beer. Evan, tell us about what I've got in my hands here. All right. Uh, let's try this again. So, uh, yeah, you've got our Vienna Lager. Uh, that is, you know, one of uh, my favorite beers that we make. We've been making it for a long time, but we've never packaged it before. It's kind of always been a taproom favorite, always been a staff favorite. Just, you know, your classic amber Vienna Lager. Um, so finally this year we decided, hey, let's let's put this into cans and let's get it in front of people and let them drink it. It's not it. hazy at all. I know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people keep talking. That's going to be the new thing. They're like, we need hazy lagers now. And uh, are we going to be ba- are we gonna bash mean, hazy beers every episode? No, thankfully Nico's not here to give I'm an aneurysm. I'm just trying to stay current. That's but, all. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it is what it is. You know, and I mean, we uh, we just released a hazy double IPA today at the tap room, so it's not like we're not doing anything. See, but, there you go. Yeah. Not that I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I don't think every beer has to be hazy. Of course, I was just giving you a hard time because this is about I mean, as no, far this one's away. Crystal clear. It's about as far away as you can get from the the hazy bro beer, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is just uh, we've been saying this is like just beer flavored beer. Uh, you know, we always like to make uh, drinking beer. I think that's like way, what's closest to our heart is beer that you can just sit around. Uh, you know, you can really enjoy it, but it also kind of gets out of the way and lets you enjoy. It. You know, hanging out with your friends and talking about stuff that maybe isn't always beer related. So, would you call this uh, a session beer? Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, in the low fives, and so I mean, I certainly could put away a few of these. Yeah, it seems like uh, if I was just to think offhand of how I might enjoy this beer, I, I would say 
throwing something on my smoker, hanging out in the driveway. Absolutely. It's, you know, uh, two or three at a time. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the uh, the artwork. Um, you guys are, are doing a fantastic job. Thank you very the, much. Uh, the art. I mean, I really loved the the last one you guys came out, Giant Spain, with yep. just kind of the, the murdered out flat black look. Yep. Um, and this yeah, is, that was fantastic. Thank you. This is kind of a, like a gradient kind of, I don't know, explain, explain how... You yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of this uh, credit goes to, you know, our designer, Mike uh, Shocker over at Little. You know, he's done all of our design really since day one. What company is he with? Uh, Little. Okay. Uh, they're, you know, awesome, awesome design firm. And, uh, you know, he's really been, you know, just an instrumental part of that. Uh, this design, we just kind of wanted something to be, you know, classic but fresh. I think that's kind of what we go with on a lot of our designs here. And, um, you know, we actually, I guess, just discovered that the Astros, kind of almost went the with the exact same design on their new jerseys but um yeah so just kind of put together something that conveys a little bit of the color so it's you know the gradients of orange and then just kind of something that'll stand out on the shelf but still look like fair state yeah it it would look great in your 70s fridge it's got like that that brown and that burnt orange and that yellow just be a beer you want to drink i will (laughs) say this uh, you you, your your beers they definitely pop out of the out of the beer coolers or off of the shelf at the liquor stores for sure they yeah, really stand that out they is, really uh, that was the like, idea, right yeah it is absolutely the idea that was like one of the first things we said we just like need something where if you go to a shelf you can just like see it from across the room you know that you've got a cooler full of fair state right there so is is releasing kind of a, a widely acceptable or accessible beer like uh this one the vienna lager is that is the idea to try to move more towards uh, a gateway to capture fans that are just trying to drink local that may not be the, you know, I was kidding earlier with the, the hazy IPA, but not everybody enjoys that. You're probably going to be able to, to capture a wider audience with a beer like this. Uh, you know, that's definitely part of our intention with this. Uh, you know, it is a pretty approachable beer. Uh, we've got, you know, a lot of big, you know, neighborhood fans in the ta- who come into our tap room all the time. Uh, they're not necessarily, you know, super craft beer nerds like all of us here at this table. They're just people who love drinking beer, and this is absolutely one of the most popular beers with those people. At the same time, uh, beer nerds really love this beer, too. And, uh, I mean... It always seems like you go through this like phase where you know you like start getting really into beer and you're like you're like okay everything needs to be double this double that double everything go to extremes and then you're like you know what I actually just want a beer that I can drink and you know you kind of end up on the other side where you, you just realize I just want something that tastes good and yeah. sure you can drink your double everything and really enjoy it but sometimes you just need a beer and so this beer I think can kind of work with both yeah is it is it akin to say like cooking and food you know you go to some of the nice restaurants. And it's not everything is nine courses and covered in sauces, but it's just ingredients and the best ingredients that are prepared well and prepared simply where you can enjoy the the entire plate, but each single ingredient on its own. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that's about right. You know, this is not your... uh you know, fussily put together 20 course tasting menu, which which I do love. But you know, this is you know your your braised pork shoulder or something like that. Well, it's a really fantastic beer. It's very crisp. It's clean. It looks beautiful. It smells amazing. It it see it, it kind of strikes a nice nice balance for me of being, you know, like you said, something you can have three or four of sitting out on the porch. But still, it's got a nice little maltiness to it. 
and so it works both as sort of a winter beer and as a summer beer. It's yeah. a good uh, good cribbage plan beer. There you uh, go. Yeah, there you go. You could do or feather bowling. It's good or feather bowling. Or feather bowling. Yeah, that would be fun. We should definitely have a feather bowling tournament at some point during the show or after. You want to lose today. to me again? You son of a. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One chili competition, and now I get it for a year. I get bragging rights for a year. That was the deal. I see how it is. Probably be a good chili beer. (laughs) Or beer with chili, not not a chili beer. You know what? I've used uh, Vienna lagers in chili before. Um, And as long as we're on the subject, do you have any suggested pairings as far as food or cheeses? Or what would you enjoy with this beer? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think it is a pretty versatile beer pairing-wise. You know, Vienna lagers are kind of... In many ways, like a really traditional Mexican style, I find that it works really well with a lot of Mexican foods. It cut, cuts the heat pretty well if you get like some spicy stuff. I mean, I always go down the street to uh, Taco Riendo and buy you know my tacos or whatever I'm getting over there. I eat everything, like 90% of my meals I think come from Taco Riendo, and so I drink a lot of Vienna Lager with that. Um, similarly, I think you know working well with some like braised meat or something like that that's got a little bit of you know something that's a little heavier, but the lightness of the the beer will just kind of help wash out your palate. There you have it. And this is out in, in stores now, correct? Yes. Uh, it went out uh, last week. You should be able to find it at most of your local liquor stores where they carry Fair State. And if they don't, uh, you should ask them to. There you go. Look for the uh, Vienna Lager from Fair State in your better liquor stores. I will be doing that. All right. I'll be doing that this weekend. By the way, before we go to break, I did see a uh, spotted a giant pretzel. Yeah. One went right behind you. Was it as you're big not, as... You're not going to be disappointed. All right. Is it you're as big as You're not going to be let down. All right. Massive. It's going to feed this table like three times. <laughs> All right, more Minnesota Beer Cast from Prize Brewing Company coming up right after this. Hey, Butch, all I ever see you eat is raw meat, whiskey, and an occasional bowl of rusty nails. Now, I know you're tough, but with your diet, what's your secret to avoiding uh, the flu? Jim, this is between us. You hear? Uh, sure, Butch, you can trust me. Well, I take balance of nature's fruits and veggies. I take them on the go or under the table when no one's looking. It's to the table, Schmitty. It's delicious. Are you you disappointed? No, sir. Did it meet your? Did it exceed your expectation? Good lord, that thing's big. Did it? Oh my god! If I had a nickel for every time, it at least meets my expectations, if not exceeds. I would hope it exceeds you. I don't think I've ever seen a pretzel that big. That's bigger than my head, and I have a big head. (laughs) That's that's like a T-Rex of pretzels. That's amazing. Well done. That's phenomenal. Who's making these? This is the uh, the 7th Street food truck part. Okay. This is, uh, I'm not looking at the right menu. There you go. Beer's on that side, food's on the other side. All right. And from the truck part, we're featuring the the grilled cheese truck. So it's very specialized, which is kind of cool. How many trucks they got in that place, Gabe? Oh, like seven, I think. I think they have quite a few, don't they? I, I, I have to confess, I don't live far from 7th Street, but I have yet to make it in there. I'm usually, how dare you? Well, I'm usually dodging traffic from the XL and you know. You gotta stop running home then. It's true. Right, can, can we talk about this menu for just a minute? Yeah, please. Yeah, that, let's do you it. You got going at prize right now. You got the the rotating kitchen concept. So last time we were here, uh, we had some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Now you've got this uh, this Seventh uh, Street truck park. It says it's a, a grilled cheese truck, and they've got uh, a, a sandwich menu basically. And I'm looking specifically at the smack and cheese. Jalapeno mac layered between pepper jack cheese, crisp bacon, and tomatoes. You got choice of like six different local breads to choose from. I, I'm going to crash here tonight, if that's all right. Yeah, you can. Okay. We got a spot right. for you. We got a cot in the back. We've got a lot of late nights here. We got all right, a spot cool. Because I got I to gotta do like a flight 
of a the flight ch- of the, sandwiches. The play. I got to do a sandwich flight. <laughs> That's a brilliant concept, right? <laughs> I'm a genius. I swear. <laughs> I'm not going to have any room after this pretzel. <laughs> well, I will say the uh, the pretzel and the beer cheese do go very well with uh, the new stout that we actually came here to talk about. Gabe, tell us about this new beer. Uh, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, uh, we've got a new uh, dry stout on draft. We, we try and have something a little bit darker on the menu all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished off our foreign extra stout, and we wanted something a little bit drier uh, for the St. Patrick's time of the year. Sure. Um, so I would say this is... Uh, like a classic version of a stout, but I don't even really know what a classic version of a stout is. I mean, it's probably the most, like, organically changing recipe and you could probably think of stouts and porters. So, sure. Um, the whole idea of it being a Dublin dry, uh, you know, it was about 200 years ago when they they, they um, developed the kiln. And at that point, they were still making stouts and porters in England with... Um, you know, amber malts, malts that were smoked because Everything they w- was smoked before right. that, right? God, I would have hated that. Yep, because they weren't they weren't done with the kiln. But then uh, in Ireland, they started using the kiln so they could use the the darker malts and have lighter beers. And so, you know, stout porters used to be dark beers, and eventually, those are also the heaviest beers and the most alcohol. And over time, it just kind of got synonymous with the color. Sure. So we're doing more of a classic version of a dry stout, even though there was a version of the dry stout before that, or a version of stout before that. The more classic version? Yes. <laughs> One of the many classic versions of a stout. <laughs> right. Now, was there any, like, I don't know, I guess, mass commercial stouts that you drew for inspiration on this? Is this your take on what a Guinness would do, or is this departure from from that, what most people think about when they think of an Irish stout? No, I don't think we... We, we don't ever really try and make a beer like somebody else makes a beer. I mean, there's flavors we like. Well, no, I don't mean make it oh. like Guinness. I just mean maybe draw some inspiration. Sure. Like, I like what Guinness does with this, but I want to do, yeah. take a swerve here and, and do yeah. it this way. Yeah, rich, a rich, full-body beer without being sweet. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what's great about a dry stout is the impression is it's going to be a real rich, malty beer. It's got a full uh, mouthfeel to it. There's some dextrin malt in there with, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a malt that'll definitely give you that that impression of sweetness without it being sweet. So it's kind of a trick almost to the palate where it's a full-bodied beer and on nitro, also yeah. with the smaller bubbles, it just it's more creamy. Yeah. Um, it's, I, got a, it's got a fantastic texture. Yes. It really does. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm biased, but I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that. God, you'd think you'd made it yeah. or something. <laughs> I, I like the fact that it, it's got this rich um, body to it, but not a rich, sweet flavor. I mean, yeah. our, our foreign extra stuff was a little bit more sweet. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit more sugars, higher in alcohol. But I like the dryness of the beer. It's only 4.5% alcohol. It's easy to drink. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it seems like the sweetness you mentioned is a bit of a trend, I don't know, outside of Minnesota, but at least here locally, it seems like things tend to be a little on the sweet side. Hmm. Do you, would you agree with that? Um, I would uh, defer to your opinion on that one, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I know we do a lot of hoppy beers here. Um, we have a really nice setup at the brew house, so yeah. uh, we can do step mashing with yeah. all of our recipes. So they tend not to be sweet unless we intend it to be that way. Um, the Miraculum, for example, is very malty, and it's a very malty, rich, kind of sweet beer at the beginning, if you want to uh-huh. want to say that. So for the guys that don't brew at home, what does what does step mashing do for your beer to keep it from getting too sweet? Um, it allows us to activate the right enzymes at the right time to break the sugars down in the way we intend, so they can ferment. Um, 
and having um, a setup where you can do step mashing means you just have more control over the process. You can make the beer sweet, dry, full body. You can do every anything you want with it by being able to manipulate when um, you have certain enzymes activate in the mash. A single mash doesn't give you that same flexibility. Doesn't mean you can't make a fantastic beer. I mean, you can you can do a lot of stuff with a single mash. It's just nice to have the flexibility to do something like this dry stout, where we can do a step a little bit early, where we activate a different kind of enzyme, and then a little bit later, so we have more fermentable sugars, and then it just ends up being a little bit drier beer. Sure. So why, if does it just cost more money to have a system where you can do that multi-step mashing? Is that why more brewers don't do it? Probably. Um, that's the uh, that's the money people. You'd have to ask them that question. But, <laughs> yeah, I would guess so. I mean, there's a lot more that goes into a vessel that has to have like an agitator in it. It has to have steam jackets. Um, all that stuff's very expensive. Right. So I would assume. I don't want to ask. I mean, I don't want to know because as soon as I know, then I get involved in stuff I don't want right. to get involved in. <laughs> Once you know, then you so, then you be, you bear some responsibility. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. When I hear stuff like that, I just plug my ears. I'm like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so is is every new beer that you brew here at your your new favorite or do you have kind of an old standby that is always going to be your, your favorite you think? Um, well you know obviously Miraculum was kind of the flagship beer before I even got here uh-huh. and it's a fantastic unique beer Jimmy's I, not going to listen to this. You don't no, have to. No. Okay. <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you about that miraculum then. No, it's a fantastic, unique beer. Um, for me, I really like our Session IPA. I, the, the older I get, the, the more I don't want to drink heavy, rich, dark, high-alcohol beers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the beers on our menu are kind of driven down um, I, I, organically, I guess, to the lower alcohol percentages without us even knowing it. Because it's, uh, I think we're kind of gravitating more to those types of beers because we want to have two beers and go home yeah. and be able to function. Yeah. So the session beer for me is another one. Um, I mean, I like all of them. There's some beers I don't like. I mean, just there's some that just I have stylistically. Yeah, I sure, think everybody sure. has style their, preferences. Their preferences. Yeah, absolutely. What's the what, what's the one you in, have the most fun making? Oh, uh, the most or does that change fun. From oh, it definitely changes. The barley wine was a lot of fun. That was 100% malt beer. Um, we didn't do any adjuncts to uh, kind of boost up the alcohol with that one. Um, and we kind of pushed our system a little bit as far as how much grain we could get in our hopper, how much we could um, concentrate it in the kettle. So we did a lot of firsts with that beer. So yeah. I, we, I, I don't want to say it was challenging. I want to say we learned a lot of stuff with that beer. <laughs> yeah. so that was kind of fun after the fact. Maybe not when we were doing it, but after the fact, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, one of the questions that I, uh, I hadn't prepped but just kind of popped into my head while we're sitting here is we're coming up on the Super Bowl, and you guys are not too far away from the uh, the old downtown with the, the the football game. You guys have anything crazy up your sleeves for the the Super Bowl? Are you going to have a, a purple beer with blueberries? No. Or? No purple beers. I don't think so. <laughs> kind of the coolest thing is we added this projector here so we can do this massive uh, we don't have it on all the time so it's kind of like a TV when we want a TV. Yeah. Right, up, right next to our feather bowling lane there. So we'll have the game live here. Um, probably have the sound off so people can still enjoy their beers and not be overwhelmed by the football game if they don't want to be. Um, but yeah, we're really close. I didn't even think about that. You guys are going to hmm. have that volume cranked. There's going to be people in here cheering and going It's going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, if the Vikings are in it, you better have the volume yeah. on. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you, you, you think the Vikings are going to make it, Drew? 
Oh, don't ask me that, man. I'm already stressing Jason out. right now. Say it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I, I think uh, I think the, the Saints were the toughest team in the NFC besides the Vikings. Uh, but playing in Philadelphia, man, anything can happen. Why are you putting me on the spot like this? This is not – I don't want to go on the record here. If we yes, get on the, the record. The Vikings will be in the Super Bowl. Really? Damn it. And they're going to beat the – they're going to beat the Jaguars because the Patriots Ooh, are whoa. not going Bold to make statement, it. statement, cousin. God, I, I hate the Patriots. I, you know what? I hate the Patriots, too. Maybe that's something we can all unite behind. The Patriots. Yeah, cheers to hating the Patriots. Hey. Yeah. Screw Tom Brady. Screw you, Brady. <laughs> Real quick, before we wrap up the segment, tell me uh, tell me about what I'm drinking here. This was under your uh, under your special. You got the pineapple like, wheat, is that correct? Yeah. No. We had the winter IPA with the boysenberry? No, you've got no, the, I got yeah, the pineapple. Uh, yeah, the pineapple winter IPA. So, you know, when you have idle hands, sometimes you get a little bored. So we like using a lot of purees and some fruit additives, all natural stuff for some of the beers, just to make it a little bit more interesting. So we've got, a, we do this with Miraculum a lot too. We'll use um, blood orange and orange peels, things that kind of spice the beer up and make it a little bit more, give it a little more pizzazz. Sure. So this one's got um, a pineapple puree in it. Okay. It works really well with the winter IP because there's a lot of resiny character to that beer. Sure. Uh, very yeah. piney without it having, very piney. without yeah. having spruce tips in it. It's just very, you know, yeah. lots of Chinook, that kind of a kind of a pine flavor so with a beer like that you really need to pair it with something a little bit sweeter otherwise the balance is kind of off yeah and we like using fruit purees and and kind of making things a little bit more interesting every now and then so yeah i love pineapple and beer it's fantastic you have a one-off yeah. That's what you have there. I know. It's great. I'm Extra glad special. I tried it. Yeah. All right. All right. We are up against a break. More Minnesota Beer Cast with our surprise brewery. Coming up. And Can't more wait. giant pretzels. Coming up right after this. Don't miss a snap of championship football. Jacksonville takes on New England at 1 p.m. Yeah. Followed by your Minnesota Vikings versus the Eagles. The Super Bowl is decided on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 at 103.5 FM. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. To uh, share the show with your friends, spread it around, get the iHeartRadio app. It is the best way to follow the show. You get notified every time we have a new episode posted. And uh, give us a nice little review. Yeah, go ahead or and do something. that. Yeah. Do yeah. you have reviews on the iHeartMedia app? Yeah. All right, good. I think. I don't think so. Yeah, they do. All right. Totally. 100%. Just keep looking. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find them eventually. I am Drew. That is my co-host, Schmitty. And we are at Prize Brewing Company. And I believe it's time for the for the big reveal, our big surprise from Prize. No, we already got the pretzel. Oh, that's right. That was so good, by the way. That pretzel was amazing. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk uh, with the brand new surprise brewery, surprise at Prize. Um, the uh, the Arbiter Brewing Gang is here to talk about uh, their new brewery. And say that name again. I'm gonna let them say it, all right, so that I know that it's said properly. Let's go around the table and let you guys introduce each other and talk about the the brewery a little bit. First of all, Juno, how do I say the name? Uh, it's Arbiter. 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 Not to be confused with Arbiter. <laughs> Arbiter. <laughs> and Juno, of course, friend of the show. You've been on a number of times. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, you're with the Chopped Liver. And, and, and you still invited me back on, so right? I must be <laughs> well, doing no, you, something right. I don't think we've ever invited you on. <laughs> He's just showing up. <laughs> to be honest, I think you just show up from time to time. And Shh, you're we're too to nice that. to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so next to you, Juno, you've got who? I've got... On our uh, head brewer, Aaron Herman. 
I'm Aaron Herman. I'll be the head brewer at Arbiter Brewing Company. Um, <laughs> I'm currently brewing beer at Town Hall Brewery under, underneath Mike Hoops. I've been on the show once before. and Yeah, man. I, Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. And uh, introduce the gentleman next to you. Uh, the gentleman is sitting across the table from me is our, going to be our fearless leader, uh, Josh Bowles. Hello, I'm Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. Welcome hey, Josh. to the show, man. Co-founder, Arbiter. First time on the show. I'm excited. <laughs> and uh, and who is the gentleman sitting next to you? Garth Blomberg. Say hi, Garth. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> Garth here uh, with Arbiter Brewing. Hey, uh, the crew here at Arbiter brought you guys a gift. Um, oh, more. We, we know I like that gifts. We know that you guys are uh, big cigar fans. That's that's true. Uh, so I, I went out and I was like, I'm gonna find the two best cigars that is out there for you guys as a as a well uh, as a way to say thank you for having us on the show. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. Everybody take note of so this. I was I was looking on the shelves and I had an aha moment. I found uh, a two-pack yes. of, of, of grape-flavored uh, Swisher Sweets, and uh, I was like, this is the pinnacle of cigar smoking. Yeah, uh, anybody who knows anything about Swisher Sweets and cigars knows that the best tobacco on a Swisher Sweet is on the outside of the Swisher Sweet, yes. and the stuff that's on the inside, you hollow out and throw away. <laughs> do, do you still want me to take note, Andrew? <laughs> Um, but, for, but for real, guys, we did we did bring you guys. Oh, a oh thank oh, you, man! Oh, Look at that. That's fantastic. Arturo uh, Fuente. I can't remember the sub brand of that. All right. Because phenomenal. I don't if know anything Arturo, about cigars. If it's an Arturo Fuente, it's you, good. Yeah, you know yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, you know enough. <laughs> well, so, that's thanks to Aaron Herman. He, awesome. Uh, I texted him in a panic. <laughs> I don't know what to get. All I got is Swisher Sweet grapes. Because I bet that's awesome. Are these good? <laughs> I, I panicked, and you guys got. No, that is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks I really appreciate it. The the best new brewery in Minnesota, Arbiter, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Minnesota Beer Cast rated number one new brewery in Minnesota. Yeah. So let's talk about the the new brewery. It's it's really exciting. When I heard uh, some of the names are going to be behind this project, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. This is exciting. You guys have have Herman. You got Juno. You got Garth. I just met Josh today, but you guys. I'll know what the hell you're doing, and to me, that's exciting. So let's let's talk about the the vision behind the the brewery a little bit. First of all, the the name that's what people are going to know it by. How do we how do we come to that name that vision? Uh, right. So the word Arbeiter is the German word uh, loosely translated into worker or laborer in English. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, that was just kind of an inspiration, well, it was the inspiration for finally sitting down and deciding that it was a now or never moment to uh, get a brewery open and get into the scene and um, heavily inspired by uh, my working class uh, ancestors that immigrated to the United States from Germany and... Right. Germans from Russia, all that stuff. Um, good times. Uh, <laughs> those those boats were full. I think my ancestors and yours probably came over on the same boat. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's a nice name. I think it fits well. I mean, Germ German, a lot of heritage there with the beer industry. The the fact that it's a working class 
beverage, right? It's supposed to be the right. working man's product, right? Yep. Guy comes home, a gal comes home after a long day of work, pop a top and, and have a beer, right? You're not opening up a, a $50 bottle of red. You want yourself a beer. So I think that that vision fits fits very well with with the, the concept. Definitely. And I think, uh, you know, everybody that gets done with the hard days of work deserves a good beer. And it's sort of an homage to people in the industry like Aaron, Gabe, and these guys that, you know, their, their labor is their beer. So um, something to be celebrated and something definitely to be appreciated. Yeah. And I kind of alluded to the fact that you guys all know what the hell you're doing or, or at least give off a very good impression of, of knowing what it is you're doing. Full um, view? No. <laughs> where, do, where have you guys kind of cut your teeth within the industry? Um, Juno, I've known you, you forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're at BSG, right? Yeah. Well, I think one thing too, uh, Andrew, is that, you know, we, we also don't know what we're doing. We're a new brewery, just like uh, the previous guest that you had on, which is, you know, we're all new to this. Uh, I think for us, though, is um, we've been around a little bit in the industry, but still the the fact that we're opening a brewery is all new to us as well, too. So. <laughs> Way to hedge your bets, yeah. Juno. <laughs> uh, well, you know, a little bit of my background is I currently work at BSG, or Brewer Supply Group. Uh, we're an ingredient supplier based out of Shakopee, right next to the RAR malting facility. Um, and really, where I got to know most of these guys is from my job previous to that, which was with Northern Brewer, which is a homebrew ingredient supply uh, supplier. Sure. Um, other than that, too, I've got a little bit of history in the beer festival scene, so uh, that's you've been to a few of those. A, a few of those. Yeah. I think we're coming on year ten for that. So, um, but I think what's nice about us in terms of our biter is sort of our friendship that we've developed over time and now I feel super fortunate to be able to to work with these guys yeah and Garth what is what is your role within the organization uh, to buy cigars for people. <laughs> no, uh, Get this man a raise. <laughs> He's the promotions director, clearly. Yeah, so at, at Northern Brewer, I did a uh, bunch of graphic design, marketing, helped with events. Uh, I kind of, after I left Northern, I kind of did a lot of that for uh, the the great uh, Bad Weather Brewing Company in St. Paul. So I do a bunch of stuff for them, uh, design-wise, help out for events, whatever. Uh, so I'm going to transition into that same role uh, at Arbiter, working with uh, uh, Josh, Aaron, and Juno for, you know, content creation, events, um, just kind of, it's all hands on deck with a, with a new brewery, so we'll be doing every, I'll be uh, mopping floors, um, <laughs> you, you name it. Cleaning the uh, toilets. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing everything uh, required, but probably more the design marketing event side of things. Well, that's kind of how it is when, when you're launching almost any new business, but I would imagine, right. especially a brewery, if, if you're there and something needs to be done, it really doesn't matter what your title is. Exactly. you got to yeah. do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Aaron, how excited are you for uh, a new project? I am beyond excited. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Um, as, as much excitement as I have, I have an equal amount of terror. Like, I'm, I'm, totally, I'm honestly totally terrified because, I mean, you know, I've been at Town Hall for well over five years now. Um, prior to that, as you know, like, well, I got my start pretty much at Northern Brewer and Vine Park Brewing Company, kind of kind of at the same time, back mm -hmm. around 2011 or so. Um, I mean, so, I, I mean, my time at Town Hall, I know what it makes to make quality beer. Um, I know what market 
market we're about to enter, though, as well. Like, the bar keeps getting raised higher and higher and higher right. as far as quality goes. So that's the standard I'm going to, you know, uphold myself to and uphold, you know, the beer that I'm going to be producing to. So in that regard, it's kind of terrifying because, you know, again, I've never been a head brewer before. <laughs> um, as, as Juno was, say, was saying, we're all we're all new to this. As long as much experience as we have, we're all new to this. So Yeah. It's, all right. Yeah. Let's take a quick break on the Minnesota Beer Cast. Come back with our final segment from Prize Brewing Company. Find out what people can expect when they uh, when they visit your, your new establishment, when you're going to open up, where you're going to be, get all those uh, all those relevant details, all that and more coming up right here on the Minnesota BeerCast. Don't miss a snap of championship football. Jacksonville takes on New England at 1 p.m. Yeah. Followed by your Minnesota Vikings versus the Eagles. The Super Bowl is decided on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 at 103.5 FM. If you think the Super Bowl is just a football game, your count is way off. Because Super Bowl Live, presented by Verizon... Thanks for spending that time with us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be Tuesday. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know when people listen. I usually listen on my commute into work on Monday morning. Do you? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Hit us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Minnesota BeerCast on Facebook, MN underscore BeerCast on Twitter. Throw us a follow. And uh, if you've got any uh, suggestions on people we should have on or if you want to have us out to your establishment, we love taking the show on the road. We love visiting all the great tap rooms around in the area. Uh, just hit us up, and we'll be uh, we'll set something up. Yeah, I'll send you a text in the middle of the night, and we'll show up. That's right. That's, that's how it works. You just <laughs> tell me where to be, man. <laughs> We left off with Arbiter. Uh, we were talking with uh, brewer Aaron Herman about uh, how he knows how to make quality beer. Uh, he's been doing it for five years at Town Hall, uh, but how the, the bar is getting raised. And that's one of the questions I kind of want to talk about. Josh, are you guys worried about starting uh, a new brewery now with the, the competition, I guess, being elevated within the, the craft beer world? I mean, we're aware of the risk there uh, but our our primary objective is to be taproom focused and neighborhood focused um, really 80 to 90 percent of the volume we're brewing is going to be coming out of our taproom that's that's the goal um, we someday we would love to have the problem of fighting for shelf space and a lot of tap handles but our our core plan is to really engage with the neighborhood um, Longfellow Seward neighborhood and really drive people towards the tap room and all that. Yeah, that's one of the things we haven't really talked about yet is where you guys are going to be located at. Yep. So we're going to be at 3036 Minnehaha Avenue uh, in South Minneapolis. Borders the Longfellow and Seward neighborhoods. Uh, block south of what? Lake Street on uh, Minnehaha. That's a pretty population dense area. It's a lot of population, close to the light rail, lots of mass transit. Uh, uh, Greenway, a lot of great things going on there. And one thing too here, this is Juno just jumping in, but uh, I, I think uh, the neighborhood there has been waiting for something to come back because yes, we're at 3036 Minnehaha Avenue, but it used to be the old Harriet Brewing location as well too. Yeah, I think that's that's. I mean, Harriet did good business there for a long time. Yep. Um, you know, they they definitely didn't have a, a problem bringing customers into the the tap room, right? Um, so there's a, a proven model of being able to have a neighborhood-supported brewery within that space and within that population-dense area. I think that's definitely one thing you guys should should be excited about with with Arbiter. Um, when is the the timeline for opening? Uh, if everything goes uh, as planned, which it rarely does, uh, we are we are. 
We're aiming for late summer, early fall of 2018. Very exciting. Okay. And, uh, Kick off the next football season. There, there you, go. you go. All right. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I wanted Some to ask, blue too, line is... specials or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you guys see yourselves fitting into kind of that marketplace that we talked about? Are you going to try to fill a niche? Are you going to try to focus on, on quality? What's the, the vision for beer within Arbiter? Well, I think quality is something that we, we will want to pride ourselves on, and I think that's what every brewery aspires to, is to produce a quality product, and hopefully then people will come and, you know, buy the beer. Uh, definitely quality, I think. Um, also just... Uh, I think what's exciting about what you were talking about with all the uh, sort of the, the the level of the playing field has sort of risen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's sort of really exciting for the consumer. I also think that being in our neighborhood uh, will be a nice addition to sort of that Minneapolis, that South Minneapolis area. We have some great neighbors in terms of Northbound's been there for a while. Event just opened up as well. Yeah. Uh, to, to to use a term that Garth coined, I think we got a little maybe a Bermuda Triangle over there uh, where uh, hopefully, you know, as people walk to those places, hopefully they don't get lost, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would uh, I would make a proposal. You guys should talk to those neighbors. I'll do a collaboration beer and call it the Bermuda Triangle. Everybody put it on. That I way, like it. Everybody knows whatever establishment they walk into. Trademark Schmitty. They can... <laughs> little, little TR Schmitty right after it. Hey, your, uh, your name sort of invokes that, that German heritage. Is that... Uh, is that theme going to be consistent throughout your brewing? What's your? What can people expect uh, when they show up? I would, uh, I would say heavily influenced by it, but we'll definitely be uh, catering more towards uh, high, highly approachable American ales and lagers. Um, I mean. It goes without saying that we are influenced by breweries like Ferris State. Uh, they're doing a great job of stuff like that. Um, just highly approachable beers that are, you know, great versions of classic styles, but they have a really good American twist. Um, we want to offer something that's that everybody's going to enjoy across the board. So, from my perspective, though, the brewer's perspective, um, I do have some ideas kind of up my sleeve, so to speak. Yeah. As far as uh, stuff, th- stuff th- hoops won't let you do yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, hoops. Much. Uh, but but taking a page out of his book and keeping things close to the vest, um, I do have some ideas as far as uh, using a German influence to um, as kind of a branch of our portfolio. So, yeah. Um, hope, hopefully, they'll we'll be having some fun. Uh, with, with, with with certain beers down the road. Yeah. And you guys are going to be lucky, too. You're not far from Lake Street. I mean, a block, a block and a half away at most, right? And you... I really love what Prize does here with the, the food and incorporating that into the entire experience. Um, but you guys have built-in restaurants not far away at all. I mean, if everybody loves food, knows that Lake Street is full of places to get some some decent food. Are there uh, are there any spots that you guys are, are looking forward to? I don't know, maybe having some menus on the, on the tables for run out or anything like that. Well, uh, Ghani Mahal's right there, and I love Indian food, so definitely looking forward to that. And 
I'm sure there'll be some times too where it's not as close, but Matt's isn't too far away. So <laughs> I love a good Lucy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, and to uh, add on uh, what what Juno said, uh, um, one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, Pineda, is really nearby. So yeah. hopefully we'll be uh, having people bringing the barote over to the uh, over the brewery and eating. Um, also right next to us is Moon Palace Bookstore. They're getting a uh, um, a wood fired pizza oven restaurant in there. So they'll oh. <laughs> I take that back. Just a pizza restaurant, um, <laughs> but but um, yeah. But we'll have pizza right next door. People can bring over, and uh, of course we'll be um, you know um, getting food trucks in as well. So right on. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to go the uh, the food truck route. I know we've we talked about it in previous shows. I know we kind of did our our year in review. We kind of looked at food trucks. And we're kind of like. Is it going to be something that's sustainable? Is it? I mean, it's. It seems like the the more and more tap rooms I talk to, the more and more problems they have with with food trucks, with consistent people showing up, with the you know the food, the prices, and what the expectations of consumers are. But you know, I think that'll all flush itself out if you guys can can have some great consistent trucks in there. I think there's definitely a place for that within the marketplace. Yeah, exactly. I th- you know, part of the taproom experience. I love that food is becoming a bigger and bigger part of that. You know, when I go out and I want to have a couple beers at one of my favorite taprooms, I like having the option to get a little a little bite to eat. It, it, yeah. it helps. I'll stay longer and probably order an extra beer or two if there's something available to munch on. Yeah, and I know we're coming close on time here, but before we uh, have to wrap things up, you guys do have uh, an option for folks from the neighborhood and around town to um, take part in your early adopter program. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we're uh, currently on our website, we're offering uh, our early adopter Arbiter Brewing Union memberships. Um, tons of perks. Basically, you go on our website, you you purchase the membership, um, you get a, a three times credit in the tap room, merchandise, uh, certain Certain members will get a dedicated locker in the tap room to keep their personalized beer mug in. Can I keep uh, my, for a cop? Can I keep my cigars in my personalized locker? I I guess so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna put a little humidor in there. You gotta become a member first. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm signing up right now. I'm signing up right now. Um, but all those details are on our website. It's just arbiterbrewing.com. Can you uh, spell that out? Uh, a r b e i t e r brewing, all one word. Dot com. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, fantastic episode, Schmitty. Well done yet again. Yeah. Uh, send us out too. the prize. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to complain about thanks, having to come here. That giant pretzel has not been conquered, yeah. just for the record. Well, it's because I'm talking. Between eight of us. <laughs> between eight of us, we could not conquer the giant pretzel that they brought us. That's it will, amazing. It will fall. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Once the show is over, the pretzel will fall. Thank you. It's a prize for having us out. Always a pleasure. Thanks to Fair State. Great job. I love the Vienna Lager and Arbiter. I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to do. Absolutely. Thank you. Until next time. Cheers. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.
music. All your favorite stations. All free. That's iHeartRadio. All your favorite music. This is Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. Hi, this is Mick Jones of Foreigner on iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio is all your favorite stations.